Greetings and salutations, and welcome to the Flintlocks and Fireballs Q&A bonus content episode. Um, I am your host and question master, Ellie Sparrow, and I have with me Sam, amazing person, Burns, Robbie, <laughs> incredible human, Bellicom, and Jason, dickhead Phelps. <laughs> so, um, this episode uh, is brought to you by our lovely stowaways, funnily yes. enough. Um, so, we've been saying we'll do a Q&A for about God three months now yeah something like that yeah something like that <laughs> and um our stowaways have kindly sent us questions honestly we did not really think that we would be big enough to have a significant number of questions we thought we'd have slightly too few and it would all be a bit tragic but we've actually got drum roll please 38 questions to answer i have no rhythm. 38 what um yeah. so yeah thanks guys for the yeah. support and the interest uh, not sure how long this is going to take us yes you are amazing um so yeah anyone else have anything to say before we start uh oddment blubber blubber nitwit oddment blubber tweak you peasant you come on thou shalt not quote dumbledore incorrectly (laughs) revenge is sweet isn't it ellie yes it is it's also a dish best served cold which leads me to conclude it is in fact ice cream Mm. i wonder what revenge flavored ice cream would taste like satisfying at first but with an increasingly bitter aftertaste Ooh. That was so fucking dark. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> okay. Uh, worryingly accurate, I'm sure, though. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm gonna. I guess we'll get started if everyone's okay. ready. But first, here's a message from Future Ellie. Hello, this is Future Ellie with messages from the present. We are very excited to announce that we are guesting on our first ever live show on the 5th of December at the Star of Kings pub in London. Uh, this show is Chaotic Adequate's live show. Uh, there are many, many special guests. There's um, three of us. We've got Jason, Sam and myself on there. Sadly, Robbie has a show, so she can't join. And there will also be adventures from The Rusty Quill and Adventures Wanted. Uh, tickets are super cheap. And uh, you can find them on the link, which we'll put in the description. And uh, the event runs from 7pm until 10pm. Hope to see you there. And a very quick note from future Jason. Be aware that this does contain spoilers for episode 12. So if you've not watched episode 12 yet, go watch that. Or in fact, listen to it, because this is a purely auditory format. Back to you, future Ellie. And now back to you, Pastor Ellie. It's questions, answers, Q and A. Q and A episode, Q and A. We'll answer questions all the day. Thank so you to our stowaways. Q and A. Yeah, okay, yeah. so the first question is from Becca Sturgis, who can be found at Rain Seven 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 on Twitter. Um, she has a question for Jason. Ooh. Um, so she does. She says, uh, "Where do you start when world building?" Okay, so uh, there's broadly two schools of thought for starting world building. There's top-down and bottom-up. Uh, in top-down star world building, you, you know, draw out your world map, fill it with all of these big players, these nations, and think about you know the origin of species and such, and the grand titanic forces. And in uh, bottom-up st- uh, world building, you start with one town, village, or even just single dungeon, uh, detail the crap out of it and build outwards from there uh i tend to do both uh when i started uh, world building calcinia i did some i did a broad world map 
peppered some na nations and such in it, get put down some big ideas, and then started uh, really detailing Scarrell's Cove. Uh, and not a lot else from that point. Uh, I'm not going to lie, uh, I am constantly writing just beyond the horizon at any point. <laughs> <laughs> um, and to be honest, bottom-up uh, uh, world-building is a good way to go if you're not sure how long your campaign's going to last, how, much, how far you want it to go, or where it's going to go, because it allows you to write just beyond the horizon at any time. But top-down world building is really good if you want to foreshadow. So I like to do both so I can seed in bits of foreshadowing as they come and also stay on top of whatever crazy decisions my players make. We would never do that. Um, so the crazy next decisions? That doesn't sound like us. I've never yeah. made a crazy decision <laughs> in my entire known. life. I feel like I actually should have said that in Celestia's voice. It was such a Celestia comment. <laughs> well, I've never so, made a crazy decision in my entire life. Shut up. <laughs> oh, that, that's weird hearing that's someone really who isn't usually yeah. um, that character. Like, <laughs> um, so the next one is for everyone by the looks of things. And these next two questions are from Tales of Swordfall, okay. um, who are a lovely D&D podcast you should all check out. Um, so the first question sort of comes as a pair. So when did you start playing role-playing games and who introduced you? So who wants to go first? Okay. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, oh. you've, be, you've been appointed. <laughs> okay. Um, I think... Well, I bought the... I got the Player's Handbook. I think it was 3.5 edition when I was about 15, 16. And then no one would play with me. Oh. I would have had to DM. And there were a couple of people sort of interested and I was just too insecure to really DM or put together a group. Mm. So it wasn't until drama school, I guess. Mm. So 20? Like four years later? Oh. And I think mm. we started playing GURPS rather than D&D. &D. And then just moved into it. But I've always played like role-playing games on computer games. Like Zelda and Dragon Age and Skyrim and all the Elder Scrolls. Since I was tiny. Oh. And basically <laughs> like kids playing in the garden is pretty much LARPing. Pretty much. Yeah. Still yeah. Took it. <laughs> and I was still doing that when I was 15. I was the weirdo in the neighbourhood who was still running around with a bow made out of a stick. And, oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> that was me too. <laughs> I'm so there with you. <laughs> like I, um, I had a friend, um, her name's Ruth, um, and we always said that we would never stop playing imaginary games. We were those kids like when you know all mm. our older friends were growing up and were like, stopping. We would just not stop. And um, now I'm an actor and she's a primary school teacher <laughs> so, so yeah. us did. Um, I guess as I'm already talking I'll go mm. next um, so yeah. when I, I started playing role-playing games literally because Jason made me mm. um, so basically um, Jason had been going on about Dungeons and Dragons for ages I was kind of into fantasy but thought that the whole thing kind of sounded nerdy and weird because I was stupid back then I've since kind of got over that um, <laughs> but like basically uh, I was like, I'll try it once. Go on, I'll try it once for you. This was at the point where we live with Robbie. And mm -hmm. um, the campaign with Robbie, Jason, and our friend Charlotte um, was the first campaign I ever played. And I've kind of never looked back, really, because it's the best thing oh. ever, and I love it. Stephen Gwen. Stephen Gwen game. Stephen Gwen. Yeah. Mm. Who we'll talk about in a later question, so I won't go on to them too much now. Okay. Uh, so okay. Sam, I guess. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I first discovered... Uh, 
D&D at drama school as well, although uh, it was not with anyone from drama school. Mm. It was actually my tiny little nerdy oasis in midweek um, that wasn't anything to do with drama school, and in those days that was rare. Um, I started with uh, Fourth Edition, which I know gets a lot of bad rap uh, by, uh, by a lot of people uh, these days. However, I really enjoyed it and subsequently then uh, transitioned to Fist, but not before I uh, started running my own game. And after having had a taste of uh, running my own game, I realized that, yes, I really enjoy this, but I also really want to play again. And by that time, I had fortunately discovered um, people such as Jason and others who were interested in, in playing one. And it sort of snowballed since there and I've got to the point now where I am actively involved in at least five that I can think of immediately <laughs> off the top of my head I'm so most sorry. of which aren't as regular as this one thankfully because then I would not have a life no you'd, you'd but... just be D&D you wouldn't even be a person anymore <laughs> yeah I mean that yeah. sounds pretty great it does but actually it, yeah, it is. Um, and uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a juggling act but it's one I thoroughly relish because as has previously been observed it's fucking awesome yes it so is <laughs> i got into D D in third edition not 3.5 3.0 back when it came out uh in 2000 i feel it was there thereabouts it was 2001 uh it was edition. yeah that would make sense because i got into it shortly after third edition was released uh, I remember having the player's handbook at least at 14. I might have gotten it at 13 because <laughs> I was 13 wow. in 2000. Um, so, yeah, I got into... Uh, uh, the person who got me into D&D was me. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't have anyone introduce me to it. I got into role-playing uh, through the weirdest thing, I uh, though, because I got into that from... Uh, Ultima Online, that uh, MMORPG back in the day, uh, <laughs> that 2D isometric one uh, before 3D, uh, where Aww. I was having a certain amount of fun doing dungeon raids and such, got bored of that, and then I discovered this thing called role-playing, and I was into acting, and I was like, oh, it's like acting, but, you know, I make up the lines and stuff. Uh, <laughs> And through Such a succinct way of putting it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and through that, I learned from uh, like chat, uh, like uh, the uh, I think it was IRC chat and so on that I f that I found out about uh, people playing this RPG that didn't involve you having to have Ultima Online <laughs> uh, called D and D. And I think I was playing off like uh, the D twenty SRD uh, online and stuff before I actually bought the proper books uh, for myself. Uh, one of which I like. I mean, I have all of the core three from third still on my bookshelf um, from eighteen, seventeen, eighteen years ago. You should uh, see his third edition player's handbook. It's 
it is it's old yeah <laughs> it's well it's loved it's yeah. it, is, it is worn i still have in the front the frontest piece of the dungeon master's guide the uh marshall middle school drama prize uh notes because that's what oh. i got that's where i got the money to buy it as <laughs> my they oh, let wow. you buy one book that, uh, that costs 20 quid or less Oh my goodness, the days when D&D books cost 20 quid or less. Fucking hell. 20 quid. Yeah. Things have changed. Oh, it's, Jesus. it's been nearly two decades. <laughs> Inflation has happened. There's been a couple of, yeah. at least one major recession since then. You're old. Oh, I, just <laughs> I, used, I used to roleplay on World of Warcraft. I'd forgotten oh. that I did that. Oh. Back on, I was in Darkmoon Fair, the European server. And I used to roleplay on that one. Cool. Just sitting in pubs pretending that we were doing things. That's I, so cool. I used to play on the Chesapeake server of Ultra Online and I didn't realise that Chesapeake was in America and it fucked my sleep cycle up ever oh. since. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, next question. So this is again for everybody and it's a similar thing. Um, what about RPGs do you like? Big question. I mean, I guess I can start this one. Yeah, um, yeah go on. So... I really like being inside a story and having absolutely no control over it. There's something mm. really fun about <laughs> that because the thing with D&D is that and I guess RPGs in general is that yeah, there's a narrative and you follow it, but it's the same as sort of a choose adve- choose your own adventure book. You don't actually know what's going to happen and even the person <laughs> running the story, the DM, <laughs> doesn't entirely have control because it all comes down to a fucking D20. And just that sort of um, place of mild fear and anxiety that puts you into brings me a great deal of joy. And yeah. like, yeah, I've I've never been so immersed in a story than when I've been doing either long form improv like we did at drama school or D and D, which is fundamentally the same thing. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's cracking. <laughs> I love the opportunity to explore different perspectives than your own life. Uh, Partly because it lets you do cool shit like, you know, raid tombs, find dragons without risk of actual physical injury. Yes. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, the difficulty of finding dragons. Uh, But also, yeah, like, you know, it's it's always given me as an opportunity, for me, it's always given me an opportunity to it's kind of put me in, as as a kid in particular like it put me in the mind of ethical choices and so on uh, and important decisions the same way that fantasy books did but in a very much more you know you are actually making the decisions way rather than reading about characters facing them and, and in a lot of ways that set me up for you know a lot of choices and decisions in later life hmm. yeah I think um, for me a lot of the time it's uh, as with any role-playing game, it's really uh, down to the uh, the unique combination of people. But one of the things that uh, gives it almost infinite appeal for me is that you can play even the same scenario ten times with ten different groups of people and have ten completely a- different outcomes. So <laughs> if you've played this game once, you've played it once. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> And the fact that, yeah, like you were uh, both saying about um, being able to be part of a unique story that is not um, anyone else's really other than yours and the people that you share it with is something that I don't think you can get in any other form of entertainment. Mm -hmm. Mm. 
I'm just a story addict. I love stories. <laughs> oh my god, same. I need as many stories in my life as I can get, and one that's ongoing and unpredictable. It's mm. wonderful. That's I love great. problem solving. Mm. Love a good problem. Mm. Or a puzzle. Yeah. 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 Love a puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> right. If we're done with that one, next one. So this one is from Eddie Widows, who does some wonderful fan art, and you should mm-hmm. all check him out. You can find him at Nikosji on Twitter. Actually, um, our very first piece of fan art. Yeah, he did our first fan art. Yeah. Thank you, Eddie. Um, so he has two questions. His first one is, given that D&D is typically swords and magic and an absence of black powder, mm-hmm. what was it that particularly inspired you to move it to an era of pirates and muskets? I guess this one's mostly for me. Yeah, because um, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wrote the setting. Uh, I really like this ty- time period. I mean, yes, there's cool things like the muskets and so on, but this, without getting to, into the gra- you know, the big plots and everything, this this whole campaign is a love letter to the period 1780 to 1815. Uh, condensed down into a campaign that in I don't know how long it'll take it might take a couple two or three or even five in-game years but it's really like a lot of stuff condensed down uh, into that I love a lot of the philosophical questions the changes in government uh, panics uh, that were at the time and there's a lot to explore and a a lot of those themes themes which are still very relevant today like uh, themes of responsibility of government tolerance uh, I kind of hate that word so really intolerance I should say mm. and acceptance uh, is a big thing in that time period as well uh, what it means to to a degree what it means to, to to have patriotism and such but that's yeah that's more a different time in history so yeah like it was um, socially and culturally it's an interesting time and also yeah like you know i I'm English, so I don't love guns, but I do <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, it's, it, as such, we have, we have quite... We're not a, suggesting that all... We're not suggesting that all other, other that the places from other <laughs> cultures do, but rather, like, you know, <laughs> uh, Britain has quite, quite a strong anti-gun culture, by and large. Um, and so, uh, but the, in this, this kind of time period, um, you know, it's not the industrialized mechanized death of the first world war and later that that starts to happen but rather it's it's a more romantic time when guns can't quite as they're most effective yet Mm. yeah yeah like there's guns but they're not yeah machine guns or yeah and so they and so they they and so they they kind of mesh well with that quite romanticized feeling of the time Mm. Hmm. cool Okay, so next question is again for you, actually. This is very much for you. (laughs) Um, So, uh, regarding episode 12, uh, Mm. so spoilers for anyone who's not listened to that yet, uh, was Botty a spare-of-the-moment invention, or was he always going to be there and we just ended up meeting him a bit early? Uh, Yes and no. Uh, (laughs) Botty as the the character who uh, you nearly nearly gave a heart attack to and then whose wife you got shot was a spur of the moment (laughs) character. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Poor Janine. Entirely in the moment. Uh, However, and again, spoilers for episode 12, um, there was always going to be an owner of the grain silo. Uh, It just happened to be a lovely moment of dovetailing to make that the same character whose life you'd endangered and then saved. Uh-huh. Um, and so, but yeah, the character of Butty, the, the sort of 
very a much more stereotypical halfling within the setting you know like the the middle to upper class uh, well-to-do halfling with a massive family uh that was spur of the moment and that partly came from a desire to show what halflings who aren't causing are like fair <laughs> yeah uh, as causing is a bit of an iconoclast in some ways yeah just a bit yeah, <laughs> <Not> yeah. <laughs> um speaking of causing uh this is a question from holly gee and it's for sam uh, if Corzin had a dating profile, what would it yeah. contain? <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> I've I've given some thought to this. Weirdly enough, yeah, this was a question we had a while ago, so Sam's had time. <laughs> yeah, um, I imagine it would be something like, <clears throat> "Hello, ladies." Look at your man, now back to me, now back at your man, now back to me. Sadly, he isn't me, but if he stopped drinking yellow-scented bilge water and switched to Orcus XO, he could drink like he's me. Look down, back up. You're on a boat with a man your man could drink like. What's in your hand? Back at me. I have it. It's a clamshell with two tickets to that thing you love. Look again. The tickets are now plunder. Anything is possible when your man drinks at Orcus XO and not bilge water. I'm on a goat. Meh. So sorry about that. That was, that was wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Holly, I think you've been thoroughly answered. Um, so um, these next few, we've got a little batch from uh, Robin Mims. Uh, you can find her on Twitter at Dioxorio, and she does such good fan art that I'm still freaking out over it. Uh, mm. So everyone should definitely look at our fan art page for that. Um, so her first one is going to take some explaining, so prepare mm. yourselves. How did the four of you meet? Is her first one. Shall so we, where shall we start? <laughs> shall we start with me and Sam, then you and Robbie, then and then go and from there? Yeah, yeah. then you. And <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, so I have to cover you and Ellie as well. Yeah, 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 yeah we'll do that last. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it um, chronologically. Yeah. So okay. so yeah. Chronologically, yeah. then uh, I think Sam and me met first. We went to drama school together. I think you were in my audition. Sure. Uh, initially, yep. uh, and yeah, and I, I knew even then. Ah, I shall do well with this one. <laughs> yeah, Sam, Sam, Sam was in the year above me. Not so weird, not weird, not weird. Not weird at all. <laughs> Rubbing your hands together in the corner, like, ah, yes, a fellow nerd. They were in short supply in our drama school, I they think. Were. Jason, <laughs> yeah, for, for reasons that will become apparent later, I feel it important to note that this drama school was in Devon. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, Robbie, I'm not going to lie, mate, I don't remember meeting you. Nope, not a clue. Like I, <laughs> we so we both went to East Fifteen Acting School um, over in Essex. Um, we always say it's in London, but it's not. It's totally in Essex. It's the worst part of Essex. <laughs> and um, we met on the foundation course. Yeah, there, but, but I, we were in different groups first term, so we I don't. Were. Like I have a first memory of you. Because I remember we did this horrible day on Foundation when you started where you had to tell like a traumatic story about your oh. life. And like, I'm not going to tell Robbie's because it's deeply personal, but I remember it. <laughs> so, um, Why is that the first thing we do? I don't know, it's awful. But like, that's my first memory of you. You telling this like horrendous story like, in front of everyone in your little Adventure Time hat and a plaid shirt. Like, I, I remember you really uh, vividly sat there, but I don't remember the first time I said hello to you, <laughs> which shows how uh, weird fucking drama school is. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird that you don't remember meeting me either. No, I mean, it's, it's I met so many people. There were quite a few of us on the foundation. Yeah. Like 50, maybe? 50, 60? Probably all that homogenised yeah. experience, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really weird. Well, then when we ended up both doing a three-year course 
yeah. at the same place. Yeah, at the, at so. a similar time. I was yeah. I started off one year ahead of you and then I took a year out and ended up in the same year as you. And towards the end but, of all of that, we lived together um, for a yeah. couple of years. So, so that's why we're like busy mates now. Yeah. <laughs> but best friends. Yay. Best friends. Friends. <laughs> but yeah, we live together. Um, now, me and Jason is so, the next one. Uh, Ellie and I met in a dark, noisy hole in the ground. She was wearing a beautiful red dress <laughs> and I was wearing a monk's cassock. I could probably recite that. That's actually yeah. Um, yeah. So to explain slightly more than that, because that's a great way of explaining how we met. And I love confusing it with people, but like, we have actually been asked. Um, so basically every year, um, all the drama schools do this little event called the Spotlight Ball, hmm. um, which is basically where you get all the idiot um, training actors together in a room and get very, very drunk and... Because that's a good idea. Yes. <laughs> it's a terrible quote, idea. Yeah. And, um, and it is a, at that time it wasn't a, and since then I think it's a bit, it wasn't a subterranean nightclub. Yeah, it was in a subterranean nightclub. Yeah. And um, so obviously um, I was still on foundation with Robbie. I think Robbie, were you there? Did you go? No, no you weren't I there. Never went to Spotlight. Oh, you never <laughs> went to Spotlight. It sounds like hell. I mean, it sounds like everything <laughs> that you would hate. Like even mm. then, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. Mm. It's probably everything I would hate now. But then I was like, yeah, drunk. Um, so, <laughs> so um, yeah, went along to that. And um, it was loosely fancy dressed. It was like best of best British. Best of themed. British. And f- <laughs> about f- one in 20 people actually bothered to do something British. I themed. wore like a red dress with a blue belt because I was like, yeah, Britain colours. Um, <laughs> because I couldn't be asked to get a proper fancy dress outfit together. And Jason, being Jason. Um, I decided to go as a class as a pair of classical British figures because I didn't actually have a visual reference for either of them at the time. Uh, so I got a monk's cassock and decided I would be either or both Geoffrey of Monmouth or the Venerable Bede. Uh, and I mocked up a book cover for a book which I still have, which is a 1920s first edition primer of bookkeeping, um, uh, with... I think it was on one side, it was the ecclesiastical history of the peoples of Britain. And the other side, I can't remember what uh, Venerable Bede's one was, but it was the the, the equivalent work. Jason trying too hard, Phelps. Yeah. <laughs> Jason, nerdy nerd nerd nerd, Phelps. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, clearly it worked for someone. Clearly it did. So, so um... Basically, what happened was Jason introduced himself to me very coyly, and uh, we ended up getting on very, very well. Uh, we talked, we danced, we snogged in a corner for most of the evening. I bought you a drink. I bought you a drink. Yes. I remember that. Yes, I um, and yeah, we got on really, really well. Snogged a lot, and um, towards the end of the evening, I basically said uh, something along the lines of, "If you're just here to fuck me over, and um, you're not going to actually be as nice as you seem, then can you go away?" Because I'd had a terrible time with men uh, quite recently before that, and Jason basically said, "No, I'm not going to do that, but um, you are really, really excellent, and I am in London tomorrow, so shall we get lunch?" Um, and things kind of went from there. Yeah, the next day we went on a little date. And um, decided to get together that day because we're completely insane. And here we are, six and a half years later, living of in which flat two together. and a half of those years were long distance because I was in uh, Devon and you were in Essex. Yeah, but uh, long wow. distance works if you have like an end point. Yes. So it's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know if we've actually mentioned that we're together on the podcast before. Yes, but hello, we are, we are. Six and a half um, years deep, as it were. And I, I, <laughs> I, I met Robbie through uh, Ellie. Yeah, because I lived with Robbie. Yeah. Um, God, how long did I live with you? Ages. 
like years. Like four years. Like four years. I lived with Robbie for like four years, so obviously Jason met her and when eventually... he came down, and then he eventually moved in with us, so we lived like as a housemate lot. And I think that's when, uh, and eventually, did you? Because you got the pair of you, Robbie and Sam. You, you, I did. I wanted to get the pair of you to meet for a long time, Ages, but it wasn't yeah. until <laughs> relatively recently. I feel like it was one of my I birthdays. Think it was April. I, I think it was your birthday. Was yeah. it this April? Yeah. Yeah. Because yes. <laughs> I want to say I want to say that it was your thirtieth, but no. No, no, that was my thirtieth. Sam and Robbie was... have only met in real life like four times, guys. Somewhere. Just for the record, I, was, I was on tour for your birthday before, wasn't I? Yeah. 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 Yes, you were. Yeah. A different tour. Yeah. <laughs> Robbie is perpetually touring. Mm. Um, Damn you and your successful acting career. You and your career. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. No, but. Weirdly enough, yes, and um, you, I, I have to say, actually, Robbie, you did come highly recommended. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, what I will say on the uh, the previous uh, point about um, how how Jason and Ellie met is, upon this moment, ladies, gentlemen, and variations <laughs> thereupon, hinged everything you hear within. The fateful red dress and monk's robe. If we hadn't done that, this wouldn't have... I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> Sorry, so yeah, that's, that's how we all met. Yeah, so that was, I, that was an in-depth answer. Yeah. <laughs> but it kind of had to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, next question from Robin Mims. Uh, what made you all decide to create an actual play podcast instead of just playing the game? I've been bugging you for about a year and a half, I think. All Pretty of much us. that. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> but also... <laughs> it means we get to play every week. Yeah. It does. That's the main motivation. It means we will play every week. Also, yeah. if a you... A wonderful thing. You go about something slightly differently if you're doing it for the entertainment of others, and it's a nice extra layer for me, because you yeah. never yes, just sit I back... Agree. And like do yeah. the same spell five times. You always think yeah. of a creative way because you're like they've just seen that. What else can I do? Yeah. And it actually yeah. has added a lot to my D and D play. I'm far more immersed in the role playing because I know it's more interesting and like I'm more creative with all of my choices. It's it's lovely. It's done something really good. For... Yeah, same. Absolutely the same. Yeah, but also, also we get to play every week and it's great. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also for me, I'd wanted to do something like this for ages but I hadn't actually had a group of people who were crazy enough to uh, want to do it with me so mm. when uh, when Jason suggested to me that um, this was even a possibility it was like yes I'm in please mm. when do we start <laughs> I mean basically it's D&D &D and improv which are I think most of oh, our two favourite things I love improv so much yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, long form improv. I'm not going to say no to like four hours of improv a week. Like that's not. No, gonna you're going to say yes and. Yeah. Hey. Uh, hey. <laughs> Sorry, that was too easy. Uh, it was great. Up. I enjoyed it. Um, so next question. Uh, again, we're still on Robin Mims. So, um, who are your favourite NPCs? So I guess we all get one each. Oh, okay. it's hard actually. I like a lot of them. Yeah. Olga. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. She's not an I NPC. She's why. a villain. It's different. I can see why. <laughs> Uh, oh, I'm stuck between Fighty and the Crosswater Sentinel Boy. I really love both of them, and I can't. Pick. Gosh, yes. At the time of airing, uh, his name is not known. Yeah. Oh, geez. Oh, yeah. We must make sure not to say that actually, because yeah, we now yeah, know yeah, it, but yeah. we we can't. So obviously, we're um, slightly ahead of the rest of you. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I was about to say something terrible then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> things that definitely haven't aired. No. Um, <laughs> Oh, oh, I really like I justice as well, though. Oh, wisdom, yeah. wisdom. Oh. Mm. 
Oh, courage. Oh, all of the Grimanis. Grimanis are wonderful. I, I think for me, just because I'm... I'm a little bit morbid. It's a it's a toss up between either Fighty or Jimothy Buchanan. Mm. I do love. Oh, Jimothy. Jimothy's great! Oh my god, there's yeah. a, you just write good NPCs that I can't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I get a special place in my heart for Thurling. Uh, oh, I yeah, Thurling was well. brilliant. Yeah. Thurling was absolutely brilliant. Mm. Friend worries me, but I know. Oh, I love Friend. I'm so concerned about Friend. Um, do you think he's secretly evil or just, something? There's just something going on. It's weirding me out. <laughs> but we have no evidence for that at all. Um, so the next question. How did you pick the name of the podcast? So there was a long list. Of bullshit yeah. names. Of really bullshit names. At one point, it was just Guns and Magic. <laughs> <laughs> there was yeah, also, which doesn't quite have the same alliterative ring to it. There was also Fireballs and Firearms at one point. I think that was the one terrible. just before we did... <laughs> Lost and fireballs. Um, there were so many things that just sounded just not quite right. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. It's. I think naming it took us about like three weeks. No, it was, was something, something yeah. and something for a long time, though. Yeah. It was always there was a point where it was always going to be something and something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was. So, uh, next question comes as a trio because it felt like it should. Um, boxes or briefs? Coke or Pepsi? Cake or pie? Briefs. Coke. Right, remind me the cake. difference between. Remind me the difference between bro- boxes and briefs. Boxes Tightness. Like... Oh. Boxes are looser than briefs. Ah. Okay. They're both. They are broadly the same. Like briefs aren't like wife fronts. They're, they're still like you know mm. hugging the top of your legs. Mm. But briefs. Are Those tighter. ones then. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Male pants. Man pants. <laughs> <laughs> they're much more comfortable. Mm. So, Coke or Pepsi, cake or pie, Robbie. All of them? Okay, all of the above. <laughs> so, um, I don't drink much. I mean, I drink off-brand Coke because it's cheap. Mm. And I drink a lot of Coke because I drive a lot and the caffeine's really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Briefs, Coke and cake, incidentally. Mm. Mm. I do love cake. Yeah. I, I'm, I eat a lot I of cake. cake. Cake's good. Yeah, I'm definitely a cake person as well. Uh, but your manager's a... wife makes the best cake in the world. But what about your pants and your drink, Sam? That's what we need to do. <laughs> <laughs> Boxer briefs, because they do exist. Oh. And um respective middle road. Yes. <laughs> the middle way the, the Buddhism of underwear, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh, marginally Pepsi. Hmm. Oof, controversial. Okay. Yeah. On the vein of drinks, what are your poisons of choice? Cyanide. You can mix it into amaretto and no one will know. I mean, you're yeah, such you a can, fucking DM. Do you know that? That's like, <laughs> horrifying. <laughs> I was going to just say whiskey. Mm. Uh, <laughs> oh, you were talking about alcohol. Yeah, what are your poison? <laughs> What's your poison? It's for alcohol, brandy, but. <laughs> yeah. No, whiskey is something uh, me and Celestia have in common. <laughs> mm. Cider, rum, or really good whiskey. Mm. I do like rum as well. And red wine. Or cheap honey whiskey. Red wine is my (laughs) writing drink of choice. Mm. I write on red wine. (laughs) I'm actually drinking the last of my brandy. I'm going to have to switch over to the spiced rum. Very sad. Mm. What about you, Sam? I have have discovered a a liking for rum in more recent years. Um, I'm also, I think... um, 
quite a quite an enthusiast of beer, but I also brew my own cider. So I'm yeah, say, you've got yeah. Cider. cider. <laughs> yeah. The cider so, brewed in Sam's house is wonderful stuff. It's incredible. Mm, yes, we'll probably be drinking it on this podcast at some point. I'm sure we will. Mm. I bloody hope so. Yeah. Okay, so um, next question. Can we send you stuff is the next question. Uh, If we Um, like and trust you personally. I think the answer is DM us on that one and we'll we'll talk about it. Send us messages directly. I guess if enough people ask, we get a P.O. box. Yeah. I don't know how they work. I know they exist, I think that's about as far as I go. I think they are paid for. Yeah, you you pay a monthly fee. So it depends how many of you, obviously, if it's... Yeah, yeah. yeah, but... It's hundreds. I guess if you want to send us stuff, tell us. And like, let us know that that's a thing that you want, and we'll go from there. Because <laughs> yeah. at the moment, this we're is a question from people. one person. Yeah. Um, like so that. yeah, but but yeah, DM us <clears throat> is the answer basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so these next couple of questions are from a D and D geologist on Twitter, also known Ooh. as Ammon Barnhart. Uh, he plays on Tales of Swordfall. Um, so the first one is fairly simple. What Hogwarts houses are you all in? Slytherin. Hufflepuff. Gryffindor. <laughs> Gryffindor. Wow. Okay, that's that one done. Yeah. <laughs> oh, lacking Ravenclaws. No Ravenclaws. No, no, no. That's why we're so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> what kinds of characters have you all played before? Oh, I mean, a druid for a Many. long time. <laughs> a druid was my first uh, one. A super stealthy ranger rogue. Mm. Multiclass. Uh, I was um, a sniper. It was great. Oh, I've also played a wizard before, briefly. Mm. Wizard Orc. Yeah. Uh, I mean, various one-shots and just other things. I, I mean, I Jaegered a cleric for a long time as well. Yeah, that's yeah. true, he yeah. did. <laughs> he was never there. Yeah. Um, um, love a cleric. I overly really like favoured magic users for a long time. I like a magic user. I love magic. I've never, never played a, a pure fighting class. I don't mm. enjoy the hitting classes. I, I like playing magic people. I need okay. a caster of some I like kind. a bit of magic. Mm. I'm discovering my liking of more martial classes now, although I'm given to understand that's kind of backwards to the way most people uh, play the game, is that they start off with the hitty, smashy, fighty classes and then uh, move on to the wizardy oh, classes. Definitely but... not for me, yeah. yeah. No, you went druid first of all. I mean, druid's yeah. fucking complicated. I don't know why I picked it as my first character, but I had so much fun as her. Haven't yeah. played a ranger, haven't played a rogue. Um, I think that's it. Oh, no, haven't played a warlock. But you've played everything uh, else. Basically everything else, and my favourite is, is wizard, because they're the most preparation-heavy like class. Mm. In Fist, I haven't played a sorcerer or a barbarian. Mm. Okay. Or a warlock, technically, although I've kind of got an NPC that is one in one of the games. Oh, I'm not counting but... NPCs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, okay, yeah. In, in um, which case, yeah, that's just that's it. Okay, let's keep bashing through. So these are from our friend Cora. You can find her at the C4 on on Twitter. So the underscore C underscore four. Uh, so the first one is: What is the scariest thing each of you as players have fought in any game? Olga, hugely <laughs> oh, Olga oh, by a long way. The stakes are really high with Olga because yeah. there are other people involved in a way that a lot of the. I mean, we fought all sorts of stuff, but. Yeah. There's never been so, quite such global consequences. I am horrified but, by Olga. Yeah. But also personal consequences as well. Like, it's not yeah. just the world. It's also, like, Jason has stuck his hand in all of our backstories and gone, ah, basically. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Olga, for me. Yeah, I'm tempted to say that, although if it's any game, it would be unfair to say we fought it. We ran away from a Tarasque once. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that is scary. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was probably the most sensible thing to do, frankly. But 
yeah, um, we survived, technically. <laughs> right, you love? Uh, I very rarely get to play. I primarily Dungeon Master. Um, but from the few games I have played... I need to DM for you sometimes. Yeah, from yes, the few games so I you can play yeah. more. have played scariest... I mean, I hated The House in Death House... <laughs> that was I scary. love the house in Death House. Uh, that's, I've been prepping that, 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 that for another group today, it, and I'm loving. Yeah, it's probably a toss-up oh. between the house itself from Death House and uh, the one time my character bleeding, broken, no spells left, almost out of items, isolated from the rest of the group, ended up dueling just this weird spider, uh, crystal spider avatar of a demigod. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Oh, I- yeah. I forgot, it's, it's not strictly D&D, but I think it should count. It's um, actual Cannibal Shia LaBeouf whenever oh, Jason yes. is running Oh my god, no, that is scary, <laughs> actually. Yes, yeah, so yeah. Maybe, like, one down from Olga. Um, so next question, yes. uh, related. What are your favourite D&D monsters? Oh. Oh, oh boy. Ooh. Love a mimic. Um, Love what, a mimic. Oh, mimics are cool. What was that thing that we fought um, in the palace that offered me a wish spell? What was it called when we were playing Gwen and Steve? Oh, oh, Ab- was it Abolith? No, Abolith. Yeah. Yes, I it love Abolith. Yeah. I think they're really cool. Yeah, the That's my favourite D and D monster that we've had. Um, uh, too many. Uh, I would say, ah, uh, shit. I don't know. Genuinely, don't know. Fought so many. Um, <laughs> it's actually really hard for me to pick one. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I am. I'm drawing a complete blank on that. The GM remains um, apathetic. Sam, what about yeah. you? Oh, I, I think probably just due to their infinite versatility and horror, um, mind flayers. Oh, mind mm. flayers are cool. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> Shadows are pretty nasty. Shadows yes. Should I say that? Yeah. yeah. yeah o- again, <laughs> only when run by Jason. Uh, no, well, you put them in any sort of volume and they become nasty if you haven't got a clue. Yeah, death spirals. Death spirals yeah. are a problem. Uh, actually, take that back. Gibbering mouthers. Every oh, time, yeah. every, time they, every time they kill a victim, they get uh, up to two new eyes and a new mouth. It's Ooh. up to two new eyes because obviously if they consume someone who had their eyes poked out, they just get a mouth. Ugh. I'm also really partial to a gelatinous cube just because they're so oh, stupid. Yeah. Like, I really yes. like them. Oh, <laughs> rust monsters. <laughs> Fucking rust Fucking monsters. Fucking rust monsters. Uh, <laughs> worse. Nobody... He's just like a big fuck you to all of the martial classes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, next question. Uh, yeah. What animal would be the most fun to play an anthropomorphic version of? Now, for people who don't know what this means, I had to look this up. It means like, um, like Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny is an anthropomorphic <laughs> rabbit. Um, okay. So, I'm going to say a cat because they're assholes. Mm. Um, badger. Oh, I'm a badger. You're such a hustle. <laughs> are we? Are we talking actual um, uh, real life animals or? or well, it doesn't say that. Yeah. I think you can go for whatever. If I could be like an anthropomorphic version of an owl bear, I think that would be quite. <laughs> oh, that'd be adorable as well. You'd look so cute. <laughs> Probably oh. a chameleon. A chameleon? Yeah. Like a moon kid in World of yeah. Warcraft, really. Mm. Okay, next question. Uh, related, what animal would be the best pet slash familiar? Cats, because they're assholes. Okay. <laughs> Me again. I love mm. cats, I'm sorry. 
giant eagle. Oh, really cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> but it would be fun. You just, I mean, you can get it to go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I love ferrets. I really like ferrets. Yeah. Saw a guy with a ferret on a lead the other day. I was like, yes, that's what I want. I do remember the familiar that I chose back in third edition for one of my, I think it was a sorcerer, was the tiny viper you got because it let you, partly because he was such a good stealth option and partly because he let you do the deadly handshake. Yeah. Oh. could hide up your sleeve and then just deliver a point uh, and do constitution damage when you shook someone's hand I'm going to say it for the second time you're such a DM fucking hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh as a, as a familiar um... I wouldn't mind something like a hummingbird as a familiar actually that'd be pretty cool yeah, yeah. that'd be cool like something super tiny that you could just send in places ooh a sugar glider what's a sugar glider what is one um, of It's a small sort of... I don't know if it's actually a rodent, but it's a small rodent-y type thing that it's got mm-hmm. wings. Well, not wings. It can glide. Like a flying squirrel sort of situation. Mm. Like a little flying squirrel. You oh, can get them as pets. That's so cute. And, yeah, they're quite good climbers, so you could get in places and glide out. Oh, awesome. Sorry, a bat would be great as well. Mm. Love bats. Yeah, bats are cool. Sorry for the I clatter, think... by the way. I just dropped a pencil. Yeah. Apologies. Mm. <laughs> I think... Um, uh, if I were going to have a familiar, it would. If it's on the smaller end of uh, animals, I'd probably prefer. T- just a dog, actually. Oh. Because um, uh, they're versatile. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I think that's that question done. Um, this question I really like, actually. Um, what would the player character's favourite food be if they had access to everything in real life? Oh, I think it's okay. really hard. Mm. Like, really, really hard. Is ice cream a thing in our world? Uh, I think we're allowing stuff from... Yeah, it says if they had access to everything uh, in real also, life. Also, I can confirm that like... ice cream exists yeah. in Calcinia because it was okay, invented in, to... like, the 1400s by yeah, the Yeah, but it's very expensive because you need yeah. ice. Yeah. Or, you know, you live cold places yeah i feel like um Ooh. my brain is saying something like like dark chocolate with ginger for celestia like you know those dark chocolate mm. gingers that you get i feel like that's mm. the sort of thing yeah. that you would go for like something that, really that rich sounds and very celestia deep. Mm. yeah yeah candy floss oh a scamper diet candy floss <laughs> yeah i think hmm for causin it would probably have to be something um Exceedingly stodgy and carby, oh. just because halfling. Yeah. So, like, um, probably, actually, something a bit boring like double egg and chips, but like a ridiculously oh. large halfling amount oh. of it. Yes, like a pile of egg and chips. Yeah, <laughs> mm. I can oh, see that. Cool that answer. works. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, we next couple of questions are from Matthew Gibbons, who again does wonderful fan art. He just did our first fan art of Olga. Thank you so much, Matthew. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can it's find terrifying! Him, scary. You can find him at Gayesh on Twitter. Um, so, he says, this is a lovely question. He says, what were your first experiences of D&D like? I think we've answered that. Um, yeah. But his big question is, uh, and by extension, what would you recommend to people who are getting interested in playing because of this podcast? Oh, Okay. So, what would we recommend to somebody who's getting interested? Um, I would say uh, start, if you can, with um, at least one person who has played the game before and is reasonably confident. That does help. I think that would help you. Yeah, I agree um, with that. If you can, but if you can't, 
not a huge that's issue, just accept that you might stumble a little bit. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. yeah, on that note, know that it's going to be slow at first. You are not bad at this game. Yeah, yeah the first game is maths and nothing well. else. <laughs> yeah. What were you going to say, Rob? Going around the going around the country, there are a lot of board game shops out there, and yeah. most yeah. of them seem to run nights, and they sometimes do beginners' nights. If you can find a beginners' night, start with people who maybe the DM's a bit more experienced, but the rest of the players are new. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. a nice way to do it. I mean, hell, if you're ever in London, um, drafts in Haggerston um, does do yeah. new player nights, literally yep. like they do it every couple of weeks, where they have a DM and several new players who have never played before, and he just does like a D and D tutorial with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a really good tip, actually, Bob's. Um, what else? I mean. Online is also a good place to start, yeah. actually, I think, because you can find lots of, I mean, like, for example, on our fan server, um, there are <laughs> lots of people who are interested in playing D&D there. You could yeah. probably form a group yeah. with some of them. You could form a group in all sorts of nerd communities, get on, like, critical role groups. I'm sure somebody um, will want to play in a, a Skype game with you or something. Yeah, there's plenty yeah. Roll of... Roll20 uh, is great. Yeah. Roll20 is wonderful. Yeah. Roll20 a lot. Play in person, yeah. Roll20 is great. Mm. One other thing I might mention is um, do not feel at all like if you um, aren't emulating either us or some other um, D&D <laughs> podcast or in, it, content that you, you watch, that again, that you're doing it wrong. Your game is unique to you, and it should be. Yeah, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. Is the yes. yeah. I give you. If you're Absolutely. not, the only way you can do D and D wrong is if you're not having fun. If it is literally yeah. nothing like how we play it, but you're having a good time great enjoy yeah. you know yeah. so the say... games we play with different people are very different to the, this yeah. game we yeah. play well, yeah. it's like, always going to change based the, on the characters only based on way the to lose is not to have fun yeah there is no way to win except by having fun yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well even like on robbie's point of different games are different like when obviously we have this game where we play flintlocks um mm. on air when me jason and robbie play the game that we used to play occasionally we, re- we revisit that old campaign we play so differently it's unbelievable yeah. like the role playing is a lot less intense it's more like um, it's a lot more tactical more strategy more strategy yeah, definitely because that's how we started and the role playing came later for us yeah, um, yeah. and because um, I tend to be Jaegering a character at the same time there's just there's less chance for interaction yeah totally and it, like that character his story arc has been Non-existent, really, because <laughs> my brother's never there. Yeah. And you can't really role-play him for him. No, so. absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so have uh, fun. One quick thing I'd say is if you're, a new, if you're starting up and you can't find a DM, but you do have friends who'd be interested, don't be afraid to start dungeon, ma- dungeon mastering yourself, even if you're completely new to it. I did. Okay. Um, take, yeah. take your time. Yeah. Be careful. Uh, read through the Dungeon Master's Guide. It's long, but it does lay things out in a good way, and it's very helpful. Don't uh, and uh, don't be afraid to fudge die rolls because uh, you're got uh, when you're starting out. Because the goal is make sure everyone's having fun. It's a hard roll uh, in some ways. It's different from uh, from what the players do, but it's rewarding, and it is a lot of fun. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't really have much more to add beyond what you said I think that's lovely um, as a final note there are also a lot of different D&D groups on Facebook uh, yeah. very varying types of D&D groups so always worth posting on one of them and seeing if anyone else wants yeah. to play because yeah. there's so always people if you, if you play D&D and it's not for you don't give up on role playing games there are the there's yeah. so many different ones out there. Try something else. Yeah, Absolutely. You might love something else. Or you might it might even be that you start with D and D and it's a bit much and you need to 
go to something a bit simpler. There are simpler ones. Yeah. And there are simpler games that just to get the hang of like the role playing side of things. And yeah, if you absolutely. find if you find that you're joining a group and you're not enjoying playing with that group, don't be afraid to leave and find a new one. Yeah, because it might be that they don't play how you like to play. Yeah. And that's okay, you know. And that's that happens. Fine. It's it's fine. You just you know you know you just politely say I don't think the style of this game is really for me, uh, and I be you know. Uh, maybe you know you can bring it up with the dungeon master and things will change a little bit, or maybe you leave and you find another one, and yeah. that's fine too. Yeah, spend time finding the right group. Um, so conversely, our next question is a favourite pony. <laughs> ah. Rarity. Rainbow Dash all the way. Oh, which will surprise no one, I think, to be honest. Ah, <laughs> oh. shy. I get. I'm torn between all of them. Aww. Rarity, really? I just took that in. Really? Yeah, Rarity's my favourite. Yeah. I love her I sense like... of style and her work ethic. Oh, Actually, I'll take that back. Derpy hooves. <laughs> oh yes. Aww. Oh, Fluttershy is lovely. Rainbow Dash, Applejack. Oh, all of them. That's <laughs> the most awful of those I've ever heard. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. This is potentially the cutest question on our list. Will there be an opportunity for me to give out Christmas cards to all the hosts? Aww. Yes. Please send us Christmas cards. Yeah, you'll, I would love you'll, that. you'll probably yes. need to post them to us. Yeah, get in touch with us, my darling. That would be I'm at the Bloomsbury all winter. Oh, winter. <laughs> all all winter. Yeah, you are, actually. All winter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but from, like, mid-December till early January, I'm at the Bloomsbury in London. Mm, yes. Spoilers for Robbie Watch, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not that yeah. you couldn't just go up and look at the tour schedule. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it is on the website. <laughs> also, we will repeatedly be saying, Robbie's in person for like a long time, but yeah. she'll be here for ages. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I can't wait. This week on Robbie Watch, Ro- Robbie Watch is just over there. Yeah, we'll <laughs> But yeah, she'll be about. Um, so, on to questions from Robert the GM, um, who again can be found on Twitter. Um, so, the f- oh, his Twitter handle is not Robert the GM, actually. His Twitter handle is uh, roll underscore player with an A at the end mm. of it. Um, so, the first one is how much did the players help in world creation? <laughs> not a lot. Not much. Not really at all. More not than really. they realise. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, thank you. Horrifying, when I when I originally came up with the cons, I mean, the first thing I did was like, guys, do you want to do a stream? Yes. Shit. Now I've got to come up with a setting, uh, <laughs> and then I started writing. Had had some rough ideas about a setting, and it wouldn't have been a naval campaign if Sam hadn't chosen a sailor background. Yeah, it's all my fault. I'm I kind sorry. of love that. <laughs> There are areas of the world which are a lot more fleshed out because characters have backstory there. There are tones there are tones and themes which would not be as pronounced if it wasn't for the character choices. Uh, the choice of Robbie to play Scamp has made a lot of differences to how things are presented in some ways and the, uh, and the tonal choices of a lot of the stories. And the same yeah, I guess for, Tieflings wouldn't have been quite so interesting. They wouldn't have been quite mm. as in the forefront. Yeah, same for. I think if it wasn't for Celestia and the Drow connection, there wouldn't be as much of an emphasis on what's going on with slavery, at least not at this point in the story. So, like, different things would vary in different ways. That is very cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I mean, am I allowed to um, speak about the, the the choices that you gave me for? Um, oh yeah, yeah, the choice between the three the three initial starting locations, as it were, for you. Yeah. Um, oh, I didn't know about this. What is this? Well, when we were working on Corson's backstory, uh, Jason kind of gave me a choice for what sort of a ship he was serving on uh, yeah. as he was a sailor. And I don't recall all of the uh, the choices now, but I know that one is the one we actually went with, mm-hmm. and one was a whaler, <laughs> and um, the third one was a merchant was basically security guard in a merchant ship. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Privateers totally yeah. the best. <laughs> yeah, the whaling campaign would have been very different so off in the oh, frozen no. north. No, that don't want that campaign. <laughs> be really sad and bleak and awful to go kill some whales again it wouldn't it wouldn't have stayed in the frozen north but yeah that was grim sorry oh is it live ship trilogy that do that yeah yeah they're like skin seals and stuff and it's awful incidentally listeners if you haven't read robin hobbs books you totally should get on it the great Read um, them in order. There are spoilers read them in order. Yeah, yeah, so much. Read them in order. Yeah. Um, so Start next question, again, from Robert the DM, as Robert the GM, sorry, as a few of these are. So the next question is, why did you decide, decide on 5E? Were any other systems considered? Uh, for me, I love the simplicity. Uh, well, I love the... Because the thing is, I grew up on third edition, and it is my it is my it is now my second favourite edition. And, I, and what I... So a lot of people cast shade on uh, 4E for various reasons, and it's not my favourite. And one of the reasons that I didn't like it that much was, for me, uh, that it lost a lot of the depth uh, and complexity of 3rd edition. And for good, for some good reasons. 3rd edition was a Byzantine web of rules, although not like 2nd edition, but that's another story. Um, hmm. But the thing is... I felt that 4th edition oversimplified a bit for me. Uh, I didn't like it too much. It felt almost like the mechanics were too close to the surface in some ways. Uh, and I felt that I didn't have the breadth of options. Like if for running a 4th edition game, I'd have to use bits from 3rd edition. Uh, and 5th for me was a lovely mix of the depth and comple- uh, of the depth of 3rd of, of edition with a lot of the streamlined rules of 5th. Getting rid of... Uh, the ridiculous modifier maths I had to do with third and just giving me advantage and disadvantage has made such a difference <laughs> for me personally as a DM. And it's made it a lot easier to play, I think, as well. Because I think both of you, Robbie and Ellie, you, we started the Gwen and Steve campaign. Yeah, 3.5. 3.5 was my first D&D experience. Yeah. And it's 3.5 is a lot. Yeah. Like, the fact that it's, it's stuff like <coughs> perception checks that I think are better. Because mm. in 3 5, spot you had spot, and listen. listen, and search. Yeah. And they were all three different checks that you pretty much had to make on going into any room that you wanted to find out information about. And now it's like, oh, perception. Yes. I love passive perception. perception. I love mm. passive perception oh, so yeah. much. Passive perception is wonderful. It's great. Like, ugh. Just, they've just kind of, it's got all the like, um, intricacies of three five, but they've pared it down so it's not superfluous. Yeah, I do not miss separate move silently and hide checks. Oh God, no! <laughs> that was yeah, it was a lot. Um, but yeah, I also like that they're still bringing out material for fifth edition. That's yeah. cool. So Very cool. It's still going. It's still a living edition. It's being built. Mm. Yeah, that's nice. 
Cool. Okay, so the next question is, um, when are you coming to the US? <laughs> uh, tell you when what. When we win the lottery. Yeah. We are working uh, on a wish spell currently. Yeah. Tell you what, if, uh, if, we, if we have absolute meteoric success somehow and uh, someone wanted us to go to a convention and paid for all of our travel costs. Then yes. Then, then yes. Absolutely. So yeah, when that particular scenario happens, sure. Also, Harry Potter World is on my bucket list. So, uh, oh, that's true. Yeah. true. And so I haven't been that. to Disneyland. So I mean, yeah. I've been to Disneyland Shanghai. Yeah, but you've but, not been to Disneyland America and that yeah. is on our list. So, yeah. um, so at some someday, point, but like no immediate plans. No. No, from no. any of us, I don't think, as far as I'm aware. I yeah. don't think so, unfortunately. Much as I would yeah. like to, and I have many friends there. Yeah, and, and we do yeah. love you all over in America, and we actually have more American listeners than we do English these days, so mm. thank you for listening over in the US. Hopefully we'll visit Aeroplane you. Airplane tickets are expensive, I'm yeah. sorry. Mm. Hopefully we'll visit you at some point in the future. But yes. Yeah. And of course, um, a, uh, a, all our love to our you know, nine Finnish listeners as well. Yes, as well, the Finnish <laughs> listeners. Um, apparently that was somebody who did a road trip around Finland and told loads of people about us, so we can <laughs> thank him, because that's great. Um, so, well, When will the cast be going to Finland? Uh... So, um, <laughs> well, probably sooner. We might go to Iceland in January, depending on That'd what be awesome. brother's Hey, doing. if anyone's in Iceland, I feel like we have listeners from Iceland. I think we do. I think I've seen that on our stats. See if you can yeah. find them, Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Icelandic stowaways, get into Yes, do get in touch. I would love that. Okay, so the next question is from Sarah, who is at spicy underscore burritos on Twitter, as in Bo from Critical Role, one assumes. Um, now, this is the person who made our fan server, which is amazing. We'll put a link in the description, because if you're interested in our Q&A, you will probably be interested in the fan server. You should get on it. It's a good time. Uh, these next few questions are from them. So the question is, what is your favourite thing about playing D&D together? Uh, the fact that I get to spend time with my friends uh, every week. Ditto. Yeah. yeah, concrete spending time together is definitely up there. We 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 live very busy lives that leave us, all, and we're all geographically separated. Yeah. Yeah. And it's concrete time that we get to spend. Yeah. It's lovely. Also, the fact that you're all improvisers is such a gift. Oh yeah. It's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just gonna yeah. say. Um, uh, in addition to that, it's actually, I think it's fair to say, brought all of us closer together as friends. My yeah, God, definitely. so much. Like, I tell yeah. you all everything now. We have this consistent Facebook message where we just spout bullshit yeah. about our day and it's lovely. <laughs> like, it's the nicest thing. Yeah. Um, and that's so, what yeah. happens with the best um, D&D groups is that, you know, you, you can start doing this, uh, th this crazy little game uh, with each other, but actually you can end up forming lifelong friendships from it and i certainly have mm. yeah hugely yeah love you guys um so the next question is slightly less sincere if you could turn any anim into any animal what would it be and why cats because they're assholes rule of three bitches yeah it probably would be a cat i, I really love them i want one <laughs> do we have to be real or could it be fictional um it doesn't say it has to be real it says any animal. Then I'm going for Griffin. Yes, mm. love that. Mm. All the good bits of cats and all the good bits of eagles. Mm. <laughs> nice. Yeah, makes sense. Flight. Um, I mean, if I have the chance to fly, I'm not going to turn that down. True. Yeah, it, it'd have to be a flying thing, wouldn't it? Oh, flight does sound fun. Maybe, uh, I don't know. Winged cats! <laughs> I mean, there if I could be a winged cat, 
I'd be pretty happy. Like a mini, a mini griffin. Yes. Oh. But also small enough to curl, in, curl up in front of fires because I get jealous. Oh, that does sound really good. Yeah. Talking of that, though, there are days where I really do quite envy the three-toed sloth. Mm. <laughs> Just coming down from the tree to shit once a week and never, never leaving. Otherwise, having moss grow on you because of how little you move. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. No, that is great. <laughs> Maybe a peregrine falcon. Can see you as a falcon. Yeah, yeah. that would yeah. work. That sort of speed would be incredible. Mm. Oh, maybe a cheetah. I like cheetahs. Cheetahs are cool. Mm. Falcons are faster. Mm, true. I mean, in a dive. Like, like, but I can also dive, bite There are no faster them. animals. Mm. So earlier you're just saying big cats because they're huge assholes. <laughs> yeah, they're really big assholes and they've got teeth and they can murder people who are dicks. <laughs> and I think that would be pleasing to me. Um, so yeah, I think we've all mm. answered that one. So next one, this is a simple one. What is your usual D&D snack? Cheese well, balls. Now we're recording nothing. Yeah. This is true. We're yeah, recording, recording nothing. Yeah. Uh, we all stuff our faces uh, during the break. Otherwise, cheese balls. Cheese balls. Yeah, cheese balls it's... are traditional. Yeah, mm. or cheese balls. I, I try to be good. Um, occasionally, it's um, <laughs> it, it, it's Doritos, but uh, um, yeah. Right. Currently, my my favorite mid game uh, yeah, D and D snack is alcohol because I can drink that without making a noise, uh, much noise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've been drinking whiskey. I yeah. didn't drink for the first few episodes because I was like, we're doing acting and people are going to listen now. I'm like, all oh, the whiskey. <laughs> I mean, the only time when we've done all the whiskey was when we were all in person together, and it was that one episode. Episode seventeen. Yeah, episode the seventeen. Episode, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And Robbie's there going, I'm not drunk because Scamp's not drunk for the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. No, you're definitely drunk. <laughs> very, very funny. Um, so the next few are from D. Uh, you can find her at D Dragonflame on Twitter. Um, so the first one is, given that God is infinite and the universe is also infinite, would you like a toasted tea cake? Yes. I prefer crumpets. I don't get on with raisins. As an agnostic, I feel like my answer should be I don't know. <laughs> um, yes, I would like to eat a toasted tea cake. Excellent. Um, 31. Is it? We're on question 31. I don't know why I haven't been saying numbers off till now, but now I've said a number. Um, so the next question is, will you please name an NPC? NPC? That's a lot of questions. I'm going a bit mad here. Um, so will you please name an NPC Gregothy? No comment. <laughs> okay, well, that's that one done. Um... Can I steal t- Corzin's tricorn? Yes. If you I, I think it's going to, at some point, uh, be uh, like scarcely preventable. Mm. <laughs> if you can catch him, is the answer. Mm. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, he has little Remember, legs, he's small, but he's a nimble fecker. Yeah, he is. <laughs> uh, so, uh, next one. Will you ever make merch? What about an album? <laughs> We'd love to. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So both of those. I don't know when, yeah. but... Yes, fuck it. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a conversation I think we're going to have to have at some point, but we haven't yet. Definitely. Yes. Also, like, I I think, yeah, a little yeah. more growth before then. Yeah. But it yeah. is something that I think we all want to do at some point. Yeah, totally. Yeah, definitely. Both of those. Certainly, yeah. With the album, that, that will come out when that comes out, and it will probably go a lot better than my other album of uh, self-written songs, A Fistful of Cocks, uh, which has never been published. <laughs> oh, you okay. You're going to have to give some context here, no, Jason. I'm I'm no, context. I'm giving no context. <laughs> <laughs> 
Next Q&A. Next yeah, Q&A. Ask about that next Q&A. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there is going to be a next one. I Who mean, knows? Maybe. Six, Six months from now. Six like, months from now, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so the next one is from Brad Zimmerman, and um, he's asking, Who wrote the theme shanty? Hi. <laughs> Jason writes everything. Jason I, writes the songs. Yeah, it's a he nice, writes the theme tune and he sings the theme tune. It's tool. a nice way to get around <laughs> the fact that uh, we can't put any licensed we can't do any licensed material for bonus content. Yeah, yeah, there's that. Yeah, I mean, we, Jason we, we is have... a content machine and deserves all the credit. <laughs> like, yeah, no. Jason, Jason needs to learn how to figure out how chords work so you can do a compliment <laughs> for these I will things. show you next time we're in person I do actually play the guitar yes but, uh, but I, what I need to figure out is how to is how to work out what chords go with the with the th- music in my head ah difficult though. yes <laughs> okay um, so these next couple are from at Jasmine Testifies on Twitter. Ooh. I don't have any other name for this person. I think I, their name I remember is... the Jasmine testimonies. He doesn't need. I mean, I'm assuming that he <laughs> probably incorrectly. Um, they they yeah, do not need saying. any uh, any yeah. further names than Jasmine Testifies. Yeah. yeah. I think we're saying he because it's the Jasmine. Yeah. True. That's probably what's informing us, but, but it's maybe not it's a job title. It could be, yeah. Mm, like Jasmine. a jinx yeah. boy, a jazz man. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, I, I am. I'm Madam Jasmine. <laughs> but um, but yeah. It's so be another NPC at some point, isn't it? So Jasmine <laughs> testifies, whoever they may be, um, has asked a very, um, <laughs> a very observant question. Are the odd bits during episodes where Jason's voice changes suddenly due to bits where you've had to re-record due to sound issues? Yes, God, <laughs> God yes. You, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be proud and say that you guys have not, to the best of my knowledge, noticed the largest amounts of ADR we've ever had yeah, to do. Yeah, the largest amount of ADR we've ever had to do. This was at mine and Jason's end of the microphone. I feel like I can tell this yeah. without them losing faith in us entirely. We had to do 47 minutes of ADR. That yeah, there was hurts my brain. there was a technical fault with the microphone. It just started. <laughs> uh, so it, we could hear what we were saying, but it basically ruined the whole recording because there was just this persistent noise for the yeah, whole thing. So the, what we then the, had the to do was listen to ourselves in our ears and say it into the microphone without the noise and basically re-record the whole thing by what we call at drama school under-reading. Yes. Um, it was a lot. Fortunately, <laughs> we did still have, like, you know, Robbie's and Sam's tracks were perfectly clean. So. Yeah, so we could listen to them <laughs> and just pretend we were there, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, it was yeah, upsetting. Was... We had to do it in five-minute increments uh, and it took us yes, hours. Yes, there, there are sometimes <laughs> moments where some, where we don't catch a technical problem such as a loud car going by a police siren or something. Uh, or the sound that happened just then, which is someone using their incredibly noisy recycling bins across the road, and I really mean like 200 feet away across the street, uh, through double glazing, uh, and I don't catch it, and I can't move past it, and I just have to re-record the entire line. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's awful, but it needs doing. And there's a rule with recording that if you record in exactly the same place with exactly the same microphone, the same distance away from you, the next day, it will sound different. Yep. Yeah. Nobody knows why. Who does audiobooks, I can confirm this (laughs) is a thing. I don't know why. If anyone does know why, please tell me. If anyone (laughs) is responsible, I hope you die on the fire. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say chaos theory. That's that or it's, you know, like the original Mr. I might have watched Jurassic Park quite recently and just have it on the brain. <laughs> Maybe the original Mr. Foley is you know, results of a pact that was made. Who knows? Uh, so, next question. 
uh, also from Jazz Manchester Fies. Is your schedule quite hectic due to your jobs? <laughs> <laughs> what is sleep? Right here and tell us what sleep is. We need to know. <laughs> I've just, it's I'll be honest, I've just come out of a month of literally nearly exploding. Two, months. two three months, let's yeah. be honest, because I was producing a play, producing this, acting in this, acting in the play, and doing two different jobs at the same time. Um, yeah. So... Yes, in short. <laughs> yes, yes it is. Yeah. Touring's quite easy by comparison. Yeah, but you are always doing like nine shows a week or something, aren't you? Yeah. So it's quite mm. a lot. Between eight and eleven and generally. And you do a lot of driving. Yeah, lots of driving. A lot of driving. Mm. And I don't sleep in my own bed very often. Which is I have sad. never slept in my own bed on a Thursday night. Ever. That's so weird. What? Wow. <laughs> I moved house more recently than I slept in my own bed on a Thursday night. It's a new bed since then. That was in April. Jesus. <laughs> oh my god. Touring is hardcore. No. Fucking hell. <laughs> so, next question. Uh, we've got only two left. Uh, how long did Ooh. it take to build Calcinia? Uh, you recall what I said at the start about I'm constantly writing just beyond the horizon at uh, any given time. It's it's not <laughs> it's done what, yet. Five months so far. So, so the answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's ongoing. Okay, cool. Um, it will be ongoing until the show ends, probably. Probably, yeah. Um, so the final question is again from Robin Mims because I thought this might be a fun and stupid one to end on. Um, play fuck, marry, kill with the NPCs. <laughs> <laughs> Which ones? Which one should we do? I'm killing Timothy immediately. Should we do Fighty and Jimothy and who else? Oh, what about Vera? Vera. <laughs> Vera, maybe Vera. Vera. Okay. Okay. Fighty, Jimothy, and Vera. Ooh. Yeah. No, I think we've all got to kill Jimothy, and it yeah, would take. I can't. Yeah. I can't marry or fuck him. I don't want to know what's under the cloak. <laughs> oh God, no. I think I might have to fuck Fighty just for sheer curiosity's sake. Like, I yeah, need to know. I think I want to marry Vera. I think I'd want to yeah. marry Vera. Vera's cool. Oh. Yeah. You know more he knows about Vera more than, than we do. <laughs> <laughs> Narrowly kill Jimothy, uh, chastely marry Fighty and fuck Vera. <laughs> Are you saying you pass up the opportunity to fuck Fighty? Because like I need to know. <laughs> yes, definitely. That's uh, no boring heterosexuals. Um, no, no, it's not. It's not due to sexuality <laughs> at all. I know what he'd be like in the bedroom, and I don't want to do that to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm oh, assuming yeah. I'd also get to fuck Vera. I mean, I kind of want to do it once, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel Although, like you'd want that in your bedroom Arguably, yeah, given I have married one of them, uh, I'm, I'd probably be fucking fighty a lot more, so let's switch that round. Yeah, fuck fighty, marry Vera. Because then you'd only have to go through it once. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Vera would take you to exciting places. Um, so that concludes our Q&A, my lovely stowaways. Um, so do get on our fan server if you want to talk more about this kind of stuff. I will put a link in the bottom bar thingy. And um, until next time, farewell from us all here at Flintlocks and Fireballs, Fessies, and Natural Twenties. It's questions, answers, Q&A. Q&A, episode Q&A. We'll answer questions all the day. Thank so you to our stowaways. Q&A.